I'd like to start my time with you today talking about something that is near and dear to my heart. Playoff hockey. It's that time of the year when our favorite teams begin their quest to lift Lord Stanley's Cup. And as you know, if you've ever been part of organized team sports, to beat a team of players, you need to play like a team. Each person must excel in their role, whether that role be on the third line, giving some extra energy, or the backup goalie playing well to give the starting goalie a night off, or if that role has been to score goals or to set up goals in bunches, each player has to play their part well. Teams that go far in the playoffs will be teams that are unified. Now, whether you cheer for the Oilers as I do, or the Maple Leafs as Pastor Darren does, or the Canucks, or whatever team you cheer for, you realize there is something almost magical that happens when a team begins to play together, when they play unified. Now, do you think a team becomes unified because they all went away on a retreat and held hands around a campfire and shared their feelings? I don't think so. I think all teams are unified right now because every member on that team shares a common goal of defeating their opponent on the way to winning the Stanley Cup. Now today I am here as the pastor who oversees our global outreach program. Maybe you are unaware, but when you give towards missions as a part of Broadway Church, you are helping us support the 13 global partners we have throughout the world and also the many projects these global workers participate in. Our idea of missions is informed by the fact that every single person in this world, whether they live in Kitway in Zambia or on Caslow Street in Vancouver, deserve to hear and experience and express the purest love imaginable. And if something like food insecurity or no access to education or lack of clean drinking water is an issue in their community, that we do everything we can to break down that barrier. Today, I want to turn our attention to John chapter 17. It's this prayer that Jesus prays at the end of his time here on earth. And he's outlining this very important truth when it comes to helping people hear his message. But before we read this scripture, let's set the scene. John 17 is the longest recorded prayer of Jesus in scripture. It's commonly referred to as the high priestly prayer. Because in this prayer, we see Jesus praying for his people like a pastor or a priest would pray for their congregation. The prayer is broken up into three sections. Jesus praying for himself in the first section. Jesus praying for his disciples comes next. And finally, Jesus praying for all believers. And that's where we will begin today is in that last section, beginning with verses 20 and 21, where it says, My prayer is not for them alone. I pray also for those who will believe in me through their message, that all of them may be one. Father, just as you are in me and I am in you, may they also be in us so that the world may believe that you have sent me. I'd like to focus us on our big idea here, right off the top as we get started. Our big idea is, if we are united in purpose, we are unlimited in possibilities. If we are united in purpose, we are unlimited in possibilities. Today, as we go through portions of John 17, and as we look at the lives and ministries of our global workers across the globe, I want us to see that when we are united around a common purpose, the possibilities of what we can do empowered by and listening to the Holy Spirit are unlimited. The first thing we see in this chapter is unity is essential to the mission of the church. Now, you don't develop unity by trying to develop unity. Instead, like the hockey teams we mentioned off the top, you have unity by having a common goal, and that common goal becoming the obsession of your life. 
Unity for unity's sake never works. It's only when we have a common goal that we are working towards that unity is a natural byproduct. Jesus himself praying and communicating with God himself is saying that he wants the church to be unified so that people will believe that God sent Jesus to earth. Let's just go over that again. Jesus is saying that if his church is unified, the world will believe that he was sent from God. Are you like me sometimes and you ask yourself this question? What will convince people that Jesus really is God? What will convince people of this message? And maybe you think, I know, prophecies, that'll work. Yeah, that'll work. This guy wrote all this stuff 500 years before it happened and nailed it right to the day. I mean, that'll work, right? All these prophecies about Jesus, over 300 of them in all, and they all were fulfilled. That's, that's got to convince people, right? No? How about apologetics, the defense of our faith through reasoned arguments? Yeah, that'll work. If we know our apologetics well, if we know our facts well enough, maybe we can prove Christianity to them. No? Okay, okay, this one will work for sure. Miracles, miracles. Yeah, I, I mean, how can you deny miracles? People being healed of diseases, supernatural financial provisions. We think if God will only do this miracle, then for sure people will believe in Jesus. Now, all of these things are good, but Jesus is saying, do you want people to believe that I came from God? Do you want people to believe that this message of the good news is for real? Be unified. So Jesus' prayer isn't, Lord, let them be convinced. His prayer was, Lord, let them see our unity. Because if we are united in purpose, we are unlimited in possibilities. Jesus goes on to say in verse 23, I in them and you in me so that they may be brought to complete unity. Then the world will know that you sent me and have loved them even as you have loved me. Jesus could not be more clear here about what the end game is. If we are unified, what does it say? Then the world will know that you sent me. Now, I understand this may work a little bit against our own logic. Maybe you're thinking, God, what does us loving each other have to do with people knowing that you love them? To us, this seems like two totally different issues, and yet Jesus says, this is what I'm praying for. Jesus is praying for this. Unity is not just for unity's sake. It's not just for us. It's for the people who are not listening to this message right now. We need to embrace unity because we love the people not watching this sermon right now, and we want them to believe in Jesus Christ. Maybe you're watching this service today and you are not a follower of Jesus. You have not experienced this unity of purpose because you have not experienced the life-changing power of Jesus' sacrifice for you. I'm going to give you an opportunity to do that very thing at the end of my talk today. Today I'm going to be telling stories of unity that come to us from our Broadway Church Global Workers. Let's begin with our friends Serge and Nancy Bersaglio. They were sent out from Broadway Church 22 years ago to help oversee Villages of Hope, which has grown into 10 villages in five different African countries. This ministry exists on the premise of working together in unity to accomplish the mission of Christ. Just in the last couple of years, let me tell you about some of their unity efforts. In the country of Malawi, they've partnered with a local church to begin ministering to kids in the poverty-stricken area of the city of Kauma. This partnership has led to the establishment of a new Village of Hope Malawi center that today is caring for 300 vulnerable children every day that had not been reached before. 
In the country of Zimbabwe, Villages of Hope has partnered with a local school to establish a satellite ministry where a daily feeding program and discipleship of vulnerable children is taking place. And because of this feeding program, now a church has been established by renovating an old, deserted concrete structure. Now, look at these pictures from the Villages of Hope School in Luongo, the school that you, Broadway Church, funded with our global outreach offering from November of last year. We were able to fund the completion of this school when you worked in unity with this vision. And the locals in Luongo worked together to see this dream a reality. Are you seeing all this? That if we are united in purpose, we are unlimited in possibilities. Unity is essential to the mission of the church. Not only is unity essential to the mission of the church, but unity empowers the message of the church. When I'm talking about a unity of purpose, when I'm talking about a common goal, this is not exclusively a global outreach idea. What Broadway Global Outreach wants to do on a global scale is what our City Reach Care Society is doing on a citywide scale right now. City Reach is unified in its mission of helping people prosper. And it's no wonder that there are hundreds of volunteers going through the doors of the Warehouse Campus and the Port Coquitlam Campus just as volunteers, let alone the people that this united effort is reaching. People who aren't even followers of Jesus want to volunteer with us because they feel a sense of unity with this mission. One of our Food for Families guests was recently sharing with our team how much she appreciates the prayer she receives in the lineup when she comes to receive food. Some of our volunteers walk through the line and greet the guests and as they are in conversation with them, if a guest mentions a struggle or a challenge they're going through, our volunteer will offer to pray for them. This Food for Families guest said to our volunteer, I love to receive prayer here because I know prayer works here. Is there anything more important this week than to help our friends, families, or neighbors who don't know Jesus to help bring them along, to help them get one step closer to knowing Jesus? Jesus is saying here, if that is true of us, we will pursue unity. When I look over the global partners that Broadway Church supports, I see people radically committed to helping people understand that this message of Jesus, it's real. And because it's real, everything is different. Everything. Let me tell you a story from one of our global partners who is obsessed with unity. This global partner works right here in Vancouver. She organized 25 of her neighbors to raise $50,000 and do all the work to sponsor a family to come to Canada from Syria. And now, four and a half years later, they are still in deep relationship, accompanying this family as friends and neighbors. This group of 25 neighbors was a wildly diverse group in every way and worked together beautifully for the goal of making a difference for one family. Now, one of the challenges of this project was the fact that this group of 25 neighbors was kind of hostile to partnering with any Christian agency. But these neighbors discovered rather quickly that no matter how hard they tried, they could not find an agency to work with that wasn't Christian. So our global partner floated the idea of working with a small neighborhood church, one that had a very positive reputation for good work in the neighborhood. The church generously offered to partner, no admin fees, and they gave complete trust. The unity of spirit was so beautiful and a profound witness to those cynical neighbors. An experience that was very positive, a very positive interaction with the church. Look at the unlimited possibilities because 25 people came together in a united purpose to serve a family that was in need. 
Another story comes from Nelson and Lisa Montero, who work in rural Brazil. They were able to work in unity with the local government officials and also with other Christ followers who were from different denominations in the village of Vila Feliz. While they were building community centers and helping construct schools in poor neighborhoods, they were teaching the locals and especially the children that God had created them in his image and called them to be agents to work with him and to bring more of the beauty, goodness, and truth of his kingdom to the poor. This work in unity with the kids and their families also expanded the impact as people in the community saw some of their own people experiencing transformation. Addictions were broken. Families were restored. They had prayed that God would use them and use the unity they had developed to bring transformation to the community. But they ended up discovering that there are no helpless or ordinary people. The greatest resource that God uses to bring transformation to a community is not material resources. It's the people created in his image to be co-creators and co-agents of transformation with him. Nelson and Lisa brought that village together in a united purpose. And as a result, the possibilities are unlimited. Unity empowers the message of the church. The psalmist understood this well when he wrote in Psalm 133 verse 1, how good and pleasant it is when God's people live together in unity. That word for unity here is the word yakad, which means to be together at the root. This is our definition of unity, to be together at the root. Roots serve two purposes. They define where something starts and they give support to something when it encounters harsh circumstances. So to be united means to be rooted together. So today I'm not asking if you agree with unity. Yeah, that would be nice. Oh yeah, I'm, I'm okay with unity. I'm asking, are you obsessed with it? Are you always looking for ways to find common ground with your neighbors or friends to share Jesus with them? Are you looking for ways to partner with ministries in other parts of the world so that people can experience the love of Jesus that you have? Because we believe here at Broadway that everyone in this world was created to experience and express the purest love imaginable. Here's another story of unity from one of our Broadway global workers. Karen Henriksen is a medical worker in the country of Angola. She tells the story of some Christ followers in a village that she was working in. The place where they were meeting had a thatched roof and open walls. These roofs don't last very long, so they decided to build a brick church with a metal roof. They partnered with a home church of one of the local global workers who was there doing literacy training. And this partnership with the church in North America meant that they paid for the roof and the seating and all the work was done by the local workers in their community. And this was such a step of faith for this little group of believers. And they were so encouraged by this that they began to believe for more. They began to wonder, what if we build a grain mill so that the mothers who would be milling their grain by hand would be able to have that done in a fraction of the time and then have more time to learn their language and help their children with their schoolwork. What began as a thought to improve a local church has now been manifested as that church being a hub of connection and kindness in that community. All because the community and the global workers came together in unity. Now, if we're being honest here, I think most of us wake up in the morning thinking thoughts like this. God... I have a lot of things to do today. Please help me get them done. 
But I think we would not lose the urgency to tell others about Jesus if we woke up in the morning and instead of thinking, God, I have a lot of things to do today, we thought, what does God have for me to do today? And I think that's what happened in the story I just told. God had bigger plans than just a new roof for a church. God had something more significant than the building of a roof, but the building of his kingdom right there in that village. Unlimited possibilities have a place to begin because United Purpose was given a place to grow. Let's go back to the John chapter 17 and look in verses 14 and 15. It says, I have given them your word and the world has hated them. For they are not of this world any more than I am of this world. My prayer is not that you would take them out of this world, but that you protect them from the evil one. Isn't this interesting that God has not asked the believers to be taken out of the world? He's asked that they would be kept in the world. He's not trying to preserve them. He's praying for their protection. Some of our global workers are called to areas that are dangerous, and some are even serving in places that are hostile towards the gospel. God has not called them out of those places. He's calling them into those places. He's not trying to deliver them from these places. He's trying to exalt himself through them in these places. But let's bring this into the world that you're living in. It would be natural to pray that we would be delivered from this pandemic we're living through. Many of us have prayed for this all just to be over. As Jesus is praying for us in this scripture, he's praying that we would be protected He wants us to be united with him so that we can be a reflection of him to people who don't know him. This is our mission as Christ followers, to work together in unity. It's our mission here in East Vancouver and in Port Coquitlam. But it's also the mission of Steve and Kathy Bowler as they work with marginalized children and women in Malawi. It's the mission of Graham Bowers as he teaches school and is an example of godliness and faithfulness at the foundation for his ministry orphanage in Vicente Guerrero, Mexico. It's the mission of Cal Weber as he leads our university Christian ministries on the campus of BCIT and Burnaby. It's the mission of Matt and Amber Price as they serve with Child Care Plus and have influence with urban refugees, migrants, and women in red light districts in the country of Thailand. It's the mission of our friends who work in restricted access nations across the globe. As we end today, I'm going to ask that you would prayerfully consider giving to our June missions offering of $38,500. Now, you might be wondering, why such a specific number? Well, let me explain. We have 13 global partners we help support to be present in the places that they feel God has called them to. So the first 13,500 is support of our global workers' personal budget. We do this as a church each and every month. But we also receive many, many requests to help our global workers with extra projects that they have throughout the year. Here are the extra projects that Broadway Church has helped fund just in the first five months of 2021. We sent money to an organization that helps fight sex trafficking in Cambodia. We helped support Fountain of Life, which is a ministry to victims of sexual abuse in Malawi and is a ministry started by our Broadway Global Workers, Steve and Kathy Bowler. We helped support vulnerable families in Myanmar with wage reliefs during the unexpected troubles that the pandemic has brought. We gave towards drought and famine relief in Angola. We helped fund the construction of a water system for the boys' home founded by Frank Julik in India. And we gave towards the COVID crisis in India by giving to Mercy Hospital in Calcutta, India, the hospital that was founded by PAOC missionaries Mark and Hulda Buntain. And just in case you thought we only supported social justice projects, we also gave COVID relief salary supplements to rural pastors in Thailand. We purchased Bibles for migrant workers in the Middle East. We helped fund a new church plant 
in a growing city in Israel, and we gave towards an Alpha outreach at Simon Fraser University. We want to be able to continue to be generous towards these things like this because we know that requests like this probably won't die down but may only ramp up. So the other 25000 is support of our Global Workers Ministry Projects. You can give today or any Sunday of June. If you give using the banking option online, please email Shelly Clifford at the church to let her know how much you would like to give towards this global outreach offering. Now you might be thinking, I already give to the General Fund of Broadway Church. I, I don't have much to give. Well, we don't want you to stop giving to the General Fund of Broadway Church. We want you to keep doing that. But what we're asking here is that you would go over and above that. And when you do, no matter how much it is, you are uniting with us in purpose. And as you do, you are not giving to God so much an amount, but rather a seed or a prayer. You are saying, God, I believe you can do more with these dollars than they are on their own. I believe the possibilities are endless as I unite in purpose with Broadway Church's global outreach. So today, where you are sitting right now, ask God, what do you want me to give? Knowing that when you give, you are uniting with us in purpose, helping us envision and dream for unlimited possibilities. You are helping us empower church planters and field planters. You are helping fund ministries that drill wells of natural water and ministries that fill people's souls with living water. So what will you give today? I could say it would mean the world to me if you gave, but truly it could make all the difference in the life of someone who doesn't know Jesus. You know, I'm so thankful for Pastor Darren and his leadership here at Broadway Church. One of the things he has emphasized to us as a staff in the time I have worked here is the idea of tearing down silos. A silo is a structure that usually is found on a farm and stores excess materials. Now, what does this mean in terms of mission? Well, it means that as staff members of Broadway Church, we work together for common purpose. We have the common purpose of producing fully devoted followers of Christ. And not only for the success of our own individual ministry that we lead, but we also do it adhering to the six core values of Broadway Church. Christ-centeredness, generosity, relevance, accountable relationships, dynamic spirituality, and safe environments. We don't just work for the success or growth of our individual ministry. A win for one is a win for all. We work together in mission. To return to our original example, if a hockey team scores lots of goals but can't prevent goals from being scored, they will not win. If we are united in purpose, Broadway Church, we are unlimited in possibilities. Because if a team plays in unity, anything is possible. Anything is possible. The city of Vancouver can hear about Jesus if we work in unity. Our college campuses can hear about Jesus if we work in unity. Children in the village of Luwango in Zambia can have a school in their community if we work in unity. The world can hear about Jesus if we work in unity. Let's pray. As I mentioned before, if you've never made a decision to accept Jesus in your heart, you've never decided to begin to follow Jesus, you can do that right now by just repeating this prayer after me. Dear Lord Jesus, I know that I'm far from you and I want to be close. Please forgive my sin. Give me the strength to follow you. Give me the wisdom I need to live a life that pleases you. And give me the courage to tell someone about the decision I've made. In Jesus' name. And if God is working on your heart right now and you want to come into unity in purpose with Broadway Church, you want to unite in purpose with God's mission here on earth, let's just pray together that God would reveal to you how you can unite in purpose with him in a greater way. So God, 
each person that's hearing the sound of my voice now. I pray that they would unite in purpose, God. Whether they are part of Broadway Church or they're watching this, uh, this broadcast somewhere else in the world, that they would unite in purpose with the church that is in their community. God, that they would be part of sharing the good news of Jesus. That they would be part of stewarding their finances for the, for the furtherance of your kingdom. That they would be part of, of giving their lives to tell others about the life that you've given them. Everyone in this world deserves to experience and express the purest love imaginable. And we will do that in our cities and in our towns. And we will do that across the world. And we will do that by drilling wells. And we will do that by leading Bible studies. And we will do that in every way possible because the world needs to know about the Jesus that's changed our lives. That's what we hope for. And that's what we pray for in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks so much for joining us today. God bless you.